Are you ready for a growth spurt? Well, I've got one for you today. One to two times a month, I'll give you a short message that I am calling a growth spurt that will help you narrow in on our focus of the month in ways that are bite-sized and super applicable right away. So let's jump on in. Have you ever blamed your lack of creating and following through and maintaining habits on your own lack of self-control? Maybe you think, if I could just keep it together, then I wouldn't find myself struggling with blank again. Yeah, totally it's a problem when we know in our mind and in our heart that there is something we need to follow through with so that we can have the changes we are wanting and needing in our lives. But it's actually an even bigger problem when we blame our lack of self-control for not being able to perfectly execute habit formation. So I'm going to share more about this idea of control and willpower, including two reasons why you struggle with your willpower and four ways you can boost your self-control so that way you can really create the habits you are wanting for your health and your spirit and your mind. First, I have a reminder for you, the Strive Tribe, our new exclusive membership site is currently open for you to become a founding member. I super love Instagram and I love the community that we've created there, but I feel often like it can be a one woman show almost. I I find that sometimes it lacks more in the back and forth, that community driven and beneficial environment I think we are all craving. And I've been mulling over a membership site for a long time, and we are finally making it happen so that we can have the daily inspiration, accountability, and community we need to take action and strive for daily progress. As a founding member of the Strive Tribe, you will benefit from our weekly chats and group coaching calls, monthly challenges and book club, and the exclusive access to the monthly progress plan. And you'll find your people there. And as a founding member, you will never, ever get an increase in its cost. And I'm going to give you a little sneak peek here. This membership site, besides my podcast, it is my number one priority from here on out. And I plan on it being the the place that I am central and focusing on and doing a ton more coaching there. So join us as a founding member by going to aboutprogress.com slash membership before we close doors mid-June. So let's dig into why your lack of follow through is not necessarily about your lack of willpower. This is a super important connection to our theme this month, be healthy, because how we connect our lack of or our special willpower to our ability to follow through with the things that will boost our mental, spiritual, and physical health. So here are two reasons why you might be struggling with your willpower. The first is that we actually have a limited amount of self-control. And that's truly like it's a scientific fact that we have a limited amount of self-control within us. A study came out in 1998 um, from the lab of a, of a scientist named Roy Baumeister that showed solid evidence for a thing called willpower depletion. And what this looks like is that you, you basically have like this bucket of willpower. And once it's used up in a single day, it's gone. 
truly. So what they did in this study, and then there's been many, many studies that have followed, and um, the, and I can link to some articles where I am getting this all from, just so you're not like, where is Monica coming up with this? But in the study that Roy Baumeister originally did, what they did is they had a plate of cookies and radishes, I believe it was, for their group's to have on the table and they asked one group to not eat the cookies and then following that like 15 minute exercise they were then given a challenging puzzle to complete and they were told it would take about a half hour and the people who had already used their self-control in not eating one of the cookies lasted an average of eight to nine minutes working on the puzzle while those who uh, were not giving those given those instructions to insert that willpower and not eat the cookies lasted uh, at least double the amount of the other group. So that was where they started this the scientific study of willpower and how much we have and the thing called willpower depletion. So again, it's like a bucket and once you've used it up, it's gone. So I'm going to talk more about how you can create more willpower in a minute, but this is actually the number one reason why you might be struggling with your self-control right now. It's because it's tapped out. You have used it all up in one way or another. And that actually leads me to the second reason why you are struggling with your ability to have self-control. So number two is you are depleting your willpower early on, on things that are not yet habitual. So in short, you're using the all or nothing and abusing yourself with it. You're doing the all or nothing abuse to yourself. You're establishing this long list of habits that you need to do and all at once. So think back to, you know, the new year and we all have often these, a lot of, a long list of new year's resolutions that we want to do. And you have good motivation and willpower, you're ready for to go for it. And pretty soon on, or even a few months in, you burn out quickly. It's a crash and burn. The reason that happens is because um, whoever that's happening to, whether it's me or you or us, we are missing the science on self-control by doing all the things and then suffering from, from as a result, willpower depletion. But what makes us even worse is when we then blame ourselves for it. And then we adopt this identity of someone who can't and won't. We are basing our identity off of these experiences of not having seemingly enough willpower or self-control to follow through with things and maintain habits when really it's that we were set against such high odds that very few people would be able to overcome them. And, And I would like to volunteer too that almost like nobody can work against those odds. So now we better know the science behind why we are struggling with our willpower. Let's talk about ways to work with your willpower reserves to better implement habits that will help your health. And again, this is with both mind, spirit, and body health. So number one, a key to helping boost your willpower is to focus on keystone habits first and only one at a time. So Charles Durig talks about this in the book, called The Power of Habit, which I listened to and I highly recommend it. And he talks about keystone habits are habits that are foundational to the rest of our habits. So you think about an archway and how there's one stone at the top that is called the keystone. And it's because that stone holds all the other stones in place within the arch. 
when you are in the middle of trying to create your own new archway of supporting your health, instead of doing all the stones at once or focusing on all these other little ones, you instead need to narrow it down to a keystone habit that will help with all the others. So you think about, you might have this long list of things that you need to do. And what I would encourage you to start with and what Charles Durig from his book, The Power of Habit talks about is think about a foundational habit that will trickle down to all of the others that will help support all the other habits you eventually want to create. And I want to volunteer some potentials for you that I see within my clients and the people who are listening to this podcast in our community come up across very often and myself too. And it's these two, sleep, phone use. Those are likely the two biggest things that are getting in the way of your health habits and in all ways actually. So again, the key here to work on boosting your willpower and using the willpower allotment that you have scientifically is to start with one keystone habit and then build from there. So start with one. The second way to work with your willpower is to even with that keystone habit, you break it down even more. You break that keystone habit into a very tiny, small version of that habit and again, build from there. Now, I call this baselines. You've heard this probably from other people in different ways. Brooke Snow, who I love, she's a fantastic podcast. She refers to uh, this as a floor versus a ceiling with habit formation. BJ Fogg talks about this in terms of tiny habits. James Clear calls these small wins. Now, anywhere you see habit formation, people are gonna talk about this. Basically, you need a baseline. And consider what is the smallest version of your habit that you can do even in the worst of days. So again, choose the foundational keystone habit and then break that down into the smallest version that you can do even on the worst of days. And doing this is not menial. It's not dumb. It's not meaningless. And in fact, is so powerful. It creates pathways in your brain that becomes subconscious. So you will not have to exert as much energy. Now, habits are all about things that you do subconsciously without thinking about them. And in order for that to happen more realistically and over time, you need consistency. And in order to be consistent, you need to start super small. So those pathways are dug just like trenches in, you know, in a garden or on a piece of farmland. And again, you have to start with the smallest version of that habit so that you can maintain them on the worst of days. Again, this creates consistency. And you've probably heard me say this before, but consistency trumps everything. It trumps um, smarts. It trumps money. It trumps who you know. It trumps natural ability. It trumps everything. So think about the laws of physics. An object in motion stays in motion. When you have a baseline habit, it will keep you in motion and it will still move you forward. So if you want to get up earlier, if you're like, I need to get up at 6 a.m., your baseline might be 10 minutes before your kids get up. If you want to start journaling, your baseline habit could be writing one line at a certain time of day. If you want to become a runner, you start with a baseline habit of running around the block. You need baselines, all of us do, from 
the, the, the lowest of us, you know, who are working on the most basic of habits to the people who are Olympians. They all need baseline versions of their bigger habits. Now, you know, I've been working on swimming for years. Yes, I'm talking about this again, you guys, but it holds so much water for me because of how it helped me so much in, in maintaining the consistency I needed to work on that habit. So my baseline was once a week, 20 minutes just in the water. And, you know, eventually that turned into twice a week um, for a while. And a lot of times it turned into over 20 minutes, but that was always my baseline. But actually to even start with, my baseline was just being in the water. Like I said, like I wasn't even swimming half the time. I was just standing up in a lane and choking my goats, my guts out. So you can always build from there. So let's again remind you, number one, focus on keystone habits. And number two, break those habits down. And the next two are a little bit quicker because I could talk about habit formation all day. I think you're getting onto that clue there. But the third one is to get curious. Habit implementation, it's no joke. Working on your habits for health especially can feel a little bit more charged and guilt-ridden and shame-driven. And it's really easy to make our lack of being able to follow through with something mean something about us. So I want you to instead get curious. If a habit hasn't been working well for you in the past, and if you haven't been able to maintain it, and if you find yourself blaming yourself and shaming yourself over it, Instead, show yourself compassion and get curious. Ask yourself, well, what if I tried this? Mm, Let me tweak this thing instead. Get curious because curiosity helps you be more persistent over time. When you focus on starting and you analyze the data, you tweak your plan and then you start again. And that's actually what the process is to habit formation. It's starting, analyzing the data, tweaking your plan, and starting again. You focus on starting, get curious about what works. And the fourth way I want you to work on boosting your willpower abilities is actually shift your identity. And I mentioned that in the introductory episode as well. I think as um, when I talked about uh, how your habits are neutral last week, but it, it maintains here too. Start catching the times where you say, I can't, I'm not, I, I won't, like I'm not a runner, I'm lazy, I can't do that because, and start with shifting your identity and own the identity you want to have. James Clear talks about this a lot. And in fact, I have so much more to say on this. I'm going to make a whole other growth spurt. So this is just a little teaser for you. Shift your identity and that truly will help you with your willpower because you are identifying yourself as someone who blank. I am someone who journals. I'm a journaler. I am a day planner. I am a spiritual person. I am a hiker. I am a health nut. That's what I want you to try on for size. So again, watch for another growth spurt where I follow that up. Let's um, refresh ourselves again by what are those four points I said that will help you work within your willpower allotment. Number one, focus on keystone habits. Number two, break down those habits even more. Number three, get curious. And four, shift your identity. Now, you guys, I love this topic so much. And it's actually habit formation has become a huge central focus to what I want this podcast to do for you. I want you to have radical transformation in sustainable ways, namely with your identity, your habits, and your productivity. So, Stick around if you want more practical tips on all of the above and shifting my own habits. I just want to say, especially the ones that help me be well and healthy in mind and spirit and in body have truly become the touchstones of my life and they have kept me sane when everything else is nuts. And if you were here last week and you heard about us moving and you know everything that's been going on in our lives and there's actually a lot more too that we'll tell you about about soon, then you know that 
I have needed that stability. I've needed the touchstones of my life. I've needed to know that I am a person who blank. I'm a person who gets up before my kids. I am a person who runs and hikes. I am someone who processes through a little bit of writing in a journal. I am someone who values my health. And having those habits that have supported the identities that I've just claimed there honestly have kept me stable when I've needed it the most. And that is what I want that for you. I want that stability for you. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me that you do. And I hope that you will consider joining the Strive Tribe. Again, you can go to aboutprogress.com slash membership to sign up before our doors close mid-June. I'm so excited for this next phase of About Progress and what we're going to be doing together and where this community is going to take us. So thank you so much for being part of it. Keep growing, my friends. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Perfection.